Hi, I'm Gertrude Keesley, and this is Kingdom Consciousness. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come, Matthews 24, 14. Before Jesus returns to set up his kingdom in its final form, the gospel of the kingdom must be extended throughout the nations of the world. In order to preach the gospel of the kingdom, we as kingdom citizens must understand the kingdom of God. Before we can become custodian to the keys of the kingdom, we must first experience kingdom living. In the past, much emphasis has been placed on the life and ministry of the king of the kingdom jesus christ and rightly so but not enough emphasis has been given to the gospel of the kingdom jesus told the religious leaders of his time ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for ye neither go in yourselves neither suffer them that are entering to go in matthew 23 13. It was this gospel of the kingdom that was the central purpose of Christ's life. He began his earthly ministry by declaring the arrival of the kingdom. That's, you can find that in Matthew 4.17. He ended his earthly ministry by speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom, Acts 1 and 3. In between the beginning and ending of his earthly ministry, the emphasis was on the kingdom. Luke 4.43 says, And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore I am sent. The kingdom of God was the greatest concern of Jesus. His teachings and parables focused on the kingdom. His miracles were a demonstration of the kingdom of God in action. The phrases kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are used over a hundred times in the books of Matthews, Mark, Luke, and John. We will explore the distinctions between these two. We are told to seek first the kingdom, to pray for it and to preach it. We are told how to enter the kingdom and taught that residency in it requires a new lifestyle. God is equipping his citizens to become kingdom minded so that we can understand the business of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the king. Everything about us is royalty, but we must first adopt the mind of Christ in order to understand what that actually means. We cannot have a poverty mindset and expect to grasp the reality of how much God desires for us to prosper. But there is a greater purpose than just understanding kingdom principles. Citizens must go beyond mere knowledge of the kingdom 
to actually experience it and make it the central purpose of our living. So I invite you to come and go with me as we explore this most exciting, interesting, and eye-opening subject. God bless you. We are continuing with Jesus as the seed. Last week, we spoke to you about the importance of getting Jesus as the seed sown into our lives, into our spirit, into our heart. We use Peter as an example of how God spoke to him and changed his name from Simon to Cephas, which meant stone. How he gave him some keys. Said, I will upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But he went on to say, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. That's all in the book of Matthews around the 16th chapter. Today, we want to see something concerning the kingdom from the book of Hebrews. With the exception of Matthew and Revelation, Hebrews really has more related to the kingdom than any other book in the New Testament. But most Christians have never considered that Hebrews is a book on the kingdom. They think that Hebrew is simply a book that tells that Christ is superior to all the main items of Judaism. While this is true, that's true, we must realize that Christ is superior to all the items of Judaism for the kingdom. Christ is for the kingdom. He's doing it, his superiority is for the kingdom. According to the revelation of the New Testament, Christ has come for the kingdom. The concept of most Christians is that he came only for our redemption. They never stop and consider that he came for the kingdom. While it's true that Christ did come for the redemption and that is so important and imperative, redemption is not the goal. Redemption is a process toward the goal. The goal is to become kingdom conscious. God's intention is to have a kingdom. He created man in his image so that man could have dominion over all things and express his glory so that he could have a kingdom. God's goal is the kingdom. Even the church is for the kingdom. So why does God need the church? Because through the church, by the church, with the church, and in the church, God can have his kingdom. Wow. He has no other way to get a kingdom for expressing his glory except through the church. These two matters, the church and the kingdoms, are closely related in Matthew 16, 18 through 19, which we mentioned on last week. In verse 18, the Lord Jesus said that he would build his church. And in the following verse, he said that he would give the keys of the kingdom, talking to Peter. The keys of the kingdom are related to the building of the church. The church is built for the kingdom. During these years, which are near to the end of the age, 
the Lord has burdened us with the matter of the kingdom. We are not here merely for redemption, the gospel, salvation, salvation, and other things. We're here particularly as the church to bring in the kingdom. We are here for the kingdom. We need to become kingdom conscious. For such a long time, the Lord has been delayed. The Lord Jesus has been seeking the kingdom for over 20 centuries, but still it has not come fully. The delay is not due to him, but it's due to us. The problem is that we don't have the adequate maturity of life my, we don't have the adequate maturity of life. So for many years, we've been stressing one thing, life and the maturity of life. The maturity of life is for the kingdom. We haven't reached that yet, adequately yet. In Matthew, Christ is the seed to produce the kingdom. In the first chapter, there's such a wonderful, he's such a wonderful one. He is the issue of 41 generations mingled with the triune God. His name is Jehovah plus and God plus. He is a seed to be worked into all of us. This seed will eventually become the harvest. The seed is Christ and the harvest is the kingdom. Please remember the vision in Daniel the second chapter of Daniel. In that chapter, a stone is cut out without hands, which strikes all the Gentile world and eventually becomes a great mountain. The stone in Daniel 2 signifies the Lord Jesus Christ, and the great mountain signifies the kingdom. The stone becomes the mountain, signifying that Christ becomes the kingdom. Listen to me. This indicates that the kingdom is just the enlargement of Christ. It may sound strange to hear that the kingdom is the enlargement of Christ, but according to Daniel 2, the stone became the great mountain. The stone signifies Christ and the mountain signifies the kingdom. What is the real meaning of the kingdom? You know, a kingdom is a rule, a government, and the kingdom of God simply means the rule and the government of God. From eternity to eternity, God is the king, the sovereign, almighty ruler of the whole universe. The entire universe, from eternity to eternity, listen to me, is the kingdom of God. According to Ezekiel 28, 11 through 19, and Isaiah 14, 12, 20 you, through 20, you can read it for yourself. One of the archangels, Lucifer, rebelled against God, and a number of the angels followed him in his rebellion. That's in Revelations, the 12th chapter. After the creation of man, Lucifer, or Satan, came to induce man to rebel also. Due to these two rebellions, that of Satan with his angels and that of man, the ruling and government of God has been greatly interrupted, been greatly tested and attacked. 
Instead of being under the rule and control of God, the earth has come under the rule and control of Satan and fallen man. F-A-L-L-E-N, fallen man. This is the earthly kingdom. By the time the Lord Jesus came to the earth at his incarnation, nearly the whole earth was the kingdom of the earth, controlled by Satan and by man. The Lord Jesus came to work out God's intention of bringing his kingdom into this world. God's intention is to have the earth controlled by the heavens. For this reason, he needs to bring his kingdom to earth. The whole earth needs to be brought under a heavenly rule and government. The Lord Jesus came to bring the earth under the control of the kingdom of heaven. That's why John the Baptist cried, repent, for the kingdom of the heavens has drawn near. Men needed to repent and to come under the heavenly rule. When the Lord Jesus came with the kingdom of heavens, he was rejected by the Jewish people. So he turned to the Gentiles and established his church among the Gentiles. Within the church, he brought all things under the control, hallelujah, and the government of the heavens. In the church, there is the heavenly rule and government, and there is the reality of the kingdom of the heavens. During the period of the church age, however, the kingdom of heaven, which is the heavenly rule, is not manifested in an open way but it is a heavenly rule in a very mysterious and hidden way. Although it's not yet manifested, the reality of the heavenly rule is present. In the church, at least, some of the Christians are under the ruling of the heavens. With them, there is the reality of the kingdom of heaven. When the Lord Jesus comes back, he will subdue the whole world and the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord. At that time, the kingdom of the heavens will be manifested in an open way. Read Revelations eleven fifteen. The kingdom of heaven will become the ruling power and will govern in a manifested open way, not in a mysterious and hidden way. Now the kingdom of heaven rules within the church in a hidden, mysterious way, but at that time, it will be fully manifested. The kingdom of the heavens simply means the heavenly rule and government. So if you are in the reality of the kingdom of heavens, you are under the control and the rule of the heavens. And Jesus has been sown into your spirit, 
into your heart as the seed. And as the seed, he is growing in you. And one day we will not only be in the growth process, but we will be a part of the harvest. God bless you and have a great, great week. Thank you.